Welcome to Customer Service Academy Radio with author and customer experience expert, Tony Johnson. Tony will share his vision for successful customer service, leadership, and business excellence, and speak to some of the most impactful leaders in business today. And now, here's Tony Johnson. Hello, everybody. Customer Service Academy is back on the air. I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader. This week's episode brought to you by IgniteYourService.com training and consulting. Folks, I want to hear your story. I will tell you, I have heard some great stories from some amazing business leaders all across this country about how they are taking care of their teams, how they are taking care of their guests and customers, how they are coming back in the middle of this evolving economy. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Please visit IgniteYourService.com coaching to get your free 45-minute coaching session today. But really, it's a conversation. I would love to hear what's going on with you, what's keeping you up at night, what are your opportunities, your successes, your hopes. Let's talk. So please visit my website today and let's get that time set up right now. So this week I want to talk about engagement. And about two months ago, I did an episode on employee engagement, employee satisfaction, kind of the steps of driving that kind of culture. And it was a huge success. And I got a lot of commentary back, a lot of questions, ended up having a lot of deeper conversations. So I sort of brought all the pieces that I've been talking to people kind of as one-offs during some of these coaching calls. And I thought I would throw them all together into an episode so you could actually get a little bit of a preview about what it would be like to have a conversation with me. I promise you, though, I will not talk this much. I will let you do all the talking when we have our conversation. But you're probably wondering, why? Why is employee engagement so important? Why are we always talking about team experience? Well, think about it this way, and there really is no other way to to frame this up. How you treat your team is how they're going to treat the customer or the guest or the consumer, and that's going to be their perception of your brand and your service. So you're never any closer to your customers than with your frontline associates, with your frontline team, with your leadership group that's getting it done right there in the moment, and treating them very, very well is a great way to sort of transfer that directly to the customer experience. So when we think about engagement, and and I know everybody loves to talk about engagement. It is a great buzzword. People love to talk about it. But the reason engagement matters so very much is because engagement is how you build commitment. Engagement is how you build culture, you know, in five-minute increments. Engagement is how you get people to buy into those values that you have laminated on the wall, you know, and kind of plastered in the employee break room or by the time clock. This is how you get people to buy in. And engagement is about translating mindset. Engagement is about making sure that people understand why that corporate commitment that you've got, why your vision statement, why your values, why your customer commitments, why they matter and how they tie into that equation. What is their why? What is their how? What is their purpose? Employee engagement really does that very, very well. So I can remember having bosses very early on in my career that, you know, I didn't see much. You know, I I might get a flyby in the morning. I remember it was a big deal when leadership changed and everybody was trying to say hello in the morning and wave and fly by as they went to their office, but not a lot of engagement. You know, that was that very top down lead from the front kind of kind of leadership. But what's changed, I think, that has made leadership very different in the last decade or so is this idea of leading from the center. This idea of being out and talking to people where they do their work, where they really succeed, where they meet the customer, where they get their jobs done every day, as opposed to, you know, you get called into the boss's office or, you know, maybe the boss again again gives you that wave as you're walking by and, and you see them in the morning, but you don't see them again until it's time to go home for the day or if you've done something wrong. So here are some key pieces when it comes to really driving that high level of employee engagement. 
The first is to learn about your team. And you probably all had bosses. I've had bosses who, you know, really didn't care much about me as a person. It was really about the work. It was about the production. It was about what I could bring to the organization, but not a lot of care about me personally. And so I think that's really important. You know, I think it's super important for you to get to know your team. Again, there's there's that line, right? But get to know them beyond the daily work. Do you know that Bob loves to go skiing? Do you know that Francine loves to go fishing? Do you know that Scott has a passion for, you know, drone flying or whatever that is? Knowing just enough about them to have some conversations beyond the work is a powerful way to build team engagement and get them to want to do the right thing, to give that discretionary effort. You know, if you spoke to me for more than two minutes, you would know absolutely deep blue a couple of things about me. You would know that I love Walt Disney World. You'd know I adore my wife. You'd know I have two nieces that I love to dote on, and that's why we ended up moving to Central Florida. You would know those things, and that would be enough to have conversations with me for years, you know, just to show that you knew a little bit about me. Also, appreciating everybody's differences is a powerful thing. When you think about diversity of thought, diversity of background, all of those things that can really, in the mix, drive just the best inspirational, innovative thinking, it is a great way to do that. So, you know, understanding that everyone's going to have a different opinion. Everyone's going to have different thoughts and concerns and, and coming out of out of coronavirus, maybe some different kinds of anxiety or trepidation about returning to the workplace, dealing with the public, those kind of things. So when you, when you understand that about somebody, it really does make it easier to sort of develop your leadership around everybody's preferences and appreciating how they like to be led, how they like to be managed, what they their wins are, what their opportunities are, what's keeping them up at night, either as an employee or a leader, and helping solve some of those problems. The other part is around a little bit of good old-fashioned inspiration. When you take the time to speak to your team every day, when you take the time to get out there in the work and, and really spend time with them, it's a great way to inspire them, to connect them to the why, to tell them stories about customer successes and to praise them well and all those things that will really make them want again to do the right thing when it matters most. And it really is, I think, we're going to talk about performance a little bit here in a second, but being honest about how they're doing, being honest about what their performance is, making sure that things are never surprises, making sure that we show appreciation, making sure that you take the time to say thank you, that you're specific, that you're timely with that recognition in a way that really is going to drive great success. And, and people are always hungry for recognition. Now, you should always figure out how they want that recognition. Is it private? Is it public? Those kind of things. But make sure that you are showing gratitude for great work because what you reward will absolutely get repeated. And then probably the last piece around this is a little bit of good old-fashioned communication. In a vacuum, opinions and, and hypotheses and rumor mongering will all really take over from the truth if there's an information vacuum. So you have to make sure people know what's going on. And I've always found in my career, whether it's been hospitality, retail, restaurants, whatever it's been in my life, having really great pre-shift rallies has been sort of the silver bullet when it comes to making sure that people know what's going on. So if you're unfamiliar with the pre-shift rally, it is a 10 minute or less daily meeting before the shift begins. Great time to talk about what's going on for the day, to talk about any policy changes, talk about any changes to the daily operations, anything that might be going on that's out of the norm. Also, are there any new products or services you're offering? Any big clients coming in to visit? You know, what went well and what didn't go well yesterday? What's on the tap for tomorrow? It's just a great way to make sure that everybody is sort of, you know, enveloped in the, in the mission. 
action, what's going on, and that they always know really what's on tap. And and so that's why the pre-shift huddle, the pre-shift rally, the pre-shift meeting, whatever you call them, is so important. And everybody, really, these great organizations, they do them quite well. And so some of the organizations I've seen do them, I've always seen them done at the Apple Store right before they open. So if you're at a shopping mall and you've got an Apple Store in your mall, you know, first of all, wear a mask if you're in the mall. But second of all, if you're there, you know, kind of go to the Apple Store 15 minutes before opening. You'll see them all come together in a big group and having a leader give them some conversation. And if you're doing pre-shift huddles well, not only will you be able to give information, but if you ever watch one of these Apple Store huddles, the team is actually feeding information back to the leader too. They're recognizing each other, they're communicating, there's a little bit of motivation, a little bit of maybe trivia or a fun little game. But again, these are short meetings designed to give out a lot of information, a little bit of rah-rah, and you're really coaching your team right into the opening of the shift. And this two-way communication that happens there Every day, the cumulative effect is a team that knows exactly what's going on, and you will never hear them say, ugh, nobody knows what's going on around here. And so that's the really great part about the pre-shift huddle, is they do drive the great communication that you need to be a high-performing organization. The other one that I see, the other organization that I see doing a lot of pre-shift huddles, and and if you get back to the airport anytime soon, you'll see it there, is the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA. Before they have a shift change, you will always see them off to the side. I used to fly out of the Detroit Metro Airport a lot. And when I would fly out of Detroit, I would always see them in this one area right around 8 o'clock in the morning. That must have been their shift change. But they would have, you know, 20 agents and then a couple of leaders having a big conversation with them. And you could see they were talking about safety pieces. They were talking about changes in policy. They were talking about things that had happened the last shift and what could they learn from them. And again, powerful way, especially in an organization that has so much to accomplish in a day like the TSA, what a great way to get everybody on the same page before their shift starts. So I alluded a little bit earlier about performance management. I'd like to dig in on that just a little bit more because I see a lot of leaders out there who really just wait till you know the annual evaluation to do performance management. And performance management, when done well, is a daily activity that drives both engagement and excellence. So, you know, when you think about how you interact with your team every day, it is a great chance to talk about what's going well and what needs improvement. Now, I'm not talking about a compliment sandwich. I'm talking about being honest and straightforward about how things are going, the expectations that you've set, and how people are doing against those expectations. If you do a really great job with daily or weekly or monthly performance management by really talking to your teams and being honest about what's going on in in the market, I think you'll find that the annual performance process is much, much easier because really you're just checking some boxes at that point because you're having these conversations every single day. And so you think about how you would sort of benchmark your team. You know, you probably have some top performers who are doing a fantastic job. You probably have some middle performers who are, you know, they're getting it done, but, you know, they're not setting the world on fire. And then you probably have some low performers, you know, and I always like to think about it, you know, as the boat. So, you know, your top performers are at the front of the boat rowing their hearts out. You got the middle performers who are sort of in the middle there. You know, they're kind of rowing. They're not really putting themselves out, but they're, you know, they're doing okay. And you got the low performers who are kind of in the back sitting around or even some of them are drilling holes in your boat. Those are the folks that really do. You have to think about what their next opportunity is going to be. How do you get them in the right role? How do you move them out of the organization if that's what needs to happen? But low performers are poison to your organization. And and every organization, and you're probably thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I've got Billy and Frank and Sue and they're driving me crazy, right? Everybody's got that. Everybody has a Billy, a Frank, and a Sue. And so think about how you can either kind of move them up or move them out. Because what, what happens too often 
is that organizations let low performers stick around much, much too long. And you are not the only one. If you are thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I have not dealt with that problem in this area, that's okay. You're not alone. But you can start tomorrow to really make those pieces come together. And if you want a little bit of help on performance management, I actually have a section in my book, Together We Serve. So if you haven't dialed up my book on Amazon, you can search Together We Serve, Tony Johnson, or Recipe for Service, which is my first book by Tony Johnson, and dial those up today. I've got them on ebook, I've got them on paperback, and I've got them on audiobook. Feel free to give a a jump over to amazon.com, order a copy for you, order a copy for your team, I have actionable steps inside of each chapter for this, and I have whole chapters on these topics alone. So please make sure that you take a look at my book, Together We Serve, on Amazon.com. The last piece of engagement before we sort of move into the finish line is when you think about how you treat your team, I want you to consider turning your customer experience around on your team. And, and that is a process where you think about, you know, what are your steps of service? And as you all know, I teach the guest method, you know, greet, understand, elevate, seek out, and thank. And think about how you can turn that around on your team. Because, you know, how you treat your team, like we talked about, is how they're going to treat the, the guest or the customer. So if you make sure that you greet them and, and speak to them and are always positive with them, if you understand what they need and make sure you knock hassles out of their way, if you think about listening to what they have to say and elevating their team experience, If you look out for them every day, and again, make sure they have what they need and have the training they need and that you set a great example, and then if you thank them, if you show the most tremendous gratitude to your team, how could they not take that and turn that right around on the customers they serve every single day? So think about that, you know, really treating, again, your team how you would treat your customers. So you're probably asking yourself the big question, so what? (laughs) What happens if I do all of this stuff? Well, the first and most important thing is that you really are going to see tremendous sales growth. You're going to see your organization grow and thrive in this new and evolving economy because you're going to have a team that is going to get it done and your customers are absolutely going to appreciate that. Your team's going to want to go a little bit above and beyond. They're going to give a little more of that discretionary effort. It's going to set an expectation for excellence and that open communication does nothing but inspire innovation and success. But here's the one that I really, really want you to take away. It's going to help you build your culture because culture is built by people. It is not built by laminated signs and culture is built every five minutes. Culture is, you know, people have said a lot of things about culture. It's what happens when nobody is looking. It's, you know, what do people say about your brand? You know, it is what do your customers tell people about your organization? All of those things, you know, are, are what people have said culture is. But culture is about people. Culture is about people understanding, communicating, and thriving together in a way that's very sustainable. And you sustain your culture every five minutes. It's it's a minute-by-minute push to drive your organizational values and philosophies in a way that just gets into everybody's skin and makes everybody super excited about what they're doing. So folks, that is our show this week, and I thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me. We are in the middle of the Great Service Comeback, and I appreciate every single one of you who is out there getting it done. And please, make sure that you go to igniteyourservice.com coaching and get your free 45-minute conversation with me today, because I really do want to talk about mindset. I want to talk about what's keeping you up at night. I want to talk about how we can possibly find ways to engage your teams in new and inventive ways. How can we push your leadership to the next level? How can we connect your brand to what's actually happening out there and help you achieve those results that you most want with your business. And I think we can do that together. So until next time, I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader. Please keep your customers the center of everything you do because that's where the most amazing things are possible. Thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you next week. This has been Customer Service Academy Radio with Tony Johnson. 
Tony is available to speak at your event, meeting, or workshop. Have a powerful, customer-focused day. 